All right, guys, we want to welcome you back to another episode of I Am Salt Lake. Chris, what uh, what episode number is this? Episode 543. This is a good one. Yeah. We got a fun fun guest this week. It's Boo Maddox from Edge Homes. This yeah. is going to be a good one because we're going to talk about kind of the growth of the area, right? Like everybody is uh, familiar with the housing shortage and there's not enough homes out there. We get to talk about, you know, all the homes that are being built by edge homes here in the area. For sure. Answers a lot of questions that you and I commonly get about the growth in our area too. So exactly. I am saltlake.com is the website for the podcast. It's the home where all the episodes are. You can go there and listen to them right there online. You could share your favorite episodes with your family and friends. Uh, don't make this podcast your dirty little secret. I always tell people, I said, that's the only way we're going to grow is, is if people uh, share their favorite episodes. For sure. And if you guys have suggestions for us, topics you want us to cover, people that you want on the podcast, let us know. And we'd love to reach out and get them on the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Utah Realtor Chris. You can find me at TJ Mortgage. All right. But let's get into this episode with Boo Maddox. This is a good one. Awesome. Let's do it. Awesome. Here we go, guys. Boo Maddox from Edge Homes. Yes, sir. We have him on the podcast today. And this is going to be fun because, I mean, the growth in the valley and in the area has exploded. So I want to, I want to try to dig deep with some of this housing is- issues going on uh, here in the area and really even on a national level. I mean, it's not just Utah. So, so often people are, are so quick to say it's only happening here, but it's really happening everywhere. Um, but I want to find out before we get into all of that other stuff, man, let's start off a little bit different from than what we typically do. And I've started a lot of them this way. I just want to find out a little bit about what brings you joy, man. Like what brings you joy besides work and besides selling houses, what just is making you really happy lately, man? Yeah, man that's outside, a, of, outside of work, what are you doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I think, um, at least in our industry, people forget that that's supposed to be a part of what they do, right? right? Like, you're, that, so, like yeah, you're supposed to be having fun with what you do. And, and um, for me, and I think why my family is, has chosen to call Utah home, I mean, obviously work, everything like that. But at the same time, uh, we love being outdoors. We love spending time together. We bought a razor when COVID hit. We threw car seats in the back and that's kind of been our escape. Um, so you like, put uh, car seats in the razor? Yeah, we strapped them. We, we, put, we took tie downs and we strapped them to the frame. I think my kids are probably safer than most adults when they're riding in there. Yeah. Um, we just leave from our house and go up the canyon and, and, and disappear for Sunday. It's been great. There's no cell service. There's no nothing. You put some country music on the radio and you, and you go. And I think it's, uh, for me, it's like, I'm still moving forward. I'm still going fast. I got the wind blowing in my hair and the music going, but it's, it's quiet, right? It's peaceful. And like that, uh, that is something that I would say has brought me a lot of joy lately. So you're, just you're a family man. You Very much out. so. Yeah. yeah. Every, everything that I do is for my family, my wife and my kids. Like I, I have work and I have family in my life and that's, uh, that really. How many kids do you have? I have three. Three kids. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You love them? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the day, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah. If you're, if you're listening to this and your parents don't say that they have a favorite, I think that they're lying to you because as somebody that has three kids, you, you have favorites from time to time, right? It changes up from day to day. Dude, that is awesome. What are their ages? Uh, my daughter just turned four. I don't know why you got to put me on the spot like this. My daughter just turned four. <laughs> you forgot their age. In, in November. My son just turned three. Uh, at the end of March, and then we have a one-year-old. Oh, so, cool. so you have a four-year-old as well. Uh-huh. So I have a four-year-old. Yeah, four-year-old girl. Yeah, fun That's age, awesome. dude. It's a really it's fun age. age. Yeah, it's like when they start like asking where 
certain things come from and you have to have started, you have to start having conversations that you're like, yeah, I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, she keeps me on our toes for sure. Dude, that is awesome. Let's talk about edge homes. Yeah. What is your involvement with edge homes? Man? Yeah. Like, so I'm what? a, I'm a sales agent. I represent the builder on all, on any of the transactions that I, that I do. Um, I, I try to look at myself as kind of the intermediary between the buyer, the buyer's agent and, and the builder, right? My goal is to make that transaction just as smooth as possible while representing the builder. So you help people, uh, start like the whole process of, of if they want to go with new construction when they're buying a home, I mean, you go from beginning to end or what part of the process do you deal with? Yeah. So I, I would say my, my role at edge is a little bit different than like a traditional model home agent edge actually has, I, I think there's about 12 or 15 of us now that actually don't sit model homes at all. Uh, what we 100% of the time do is network with buyers agents, right? What edge realized a couple of years ago is that there's a ton of buyers in the state of Utah and there's not a ton of inventory, right? Luckily we have some unbelievable inventory. We have tons of lots. We have tons of homes that are currently available for people to be purchasing let's go and network with these buyers agents, right? So at a time when I feel like a lot of builders have kind of pushed away the buyer agent community, because there is a surplus of buyers, I just kind of gone the other way and said, what if we turn our sales agents into people that go and network with these buyers agents? And so I would say where my, my job kind of picks up is when the buyer's agent calls and says, hey, we have this buyer, they're thinking about new construction. What does Edge have? What areas, so for people listening that maybe they're not familiar with edge homes, because again, a lot of people listening, they're not in the real estate industry. They might not even be, all they know is we need more homes here in Utah. Where are most of the homes from edge homes being built? Yeah. So we, we're actually in a pretty concentrated area. If you look at where the housing shortage is hitting Utah the most, it's really within about a 20 to a 25 mile radius of Lehigh. And so that's, that's where edge has set up their footprint. So we're, if you look anywhere within about 20 miles or so of their Lehigh, Saratoga Springs, Eagle Mountain, Harriman, Riverton, those areas, that's where we are the heaviest. And you see that big billboard when you're driving from Utah County into Salt Lake County edge home. So if you've driven Oh, that way you've, you've seen the sign and, and you're probably familiar at all with edge homes. Yeah. And hopefully you've seen the billboards at least. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if, if not, I mean, a lot of people don't know who the builders of exact homes, I mean, how long has edge homes been around? Yeah, so edge started in 2008, right in the middle of the recession, right in the middle right of when everything middle of got housing. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that was kind of where we got our start. It started off with us going to banks and, and picking up subdivisions when, when everybody was kind of doing the opposite. And that's, that's really when we got our start. And what got you specifically into real estate? I, I didn't really have much of a choice. I was kind of born into yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I, we've talked a little bit about that, but yeah, I, I started off with edge. My first job was a uh, furniture mover guy. I don't, I, it was, was right in the middle of 2008, yeah. 2009, we'd sell a lot of the model homes and it was me getting dropped off in the community, moving the furniture from one unit to the next and, and getting that ready to stage and, and potentially be sold. And then I did that well enough that I got promoted to sign guy. So I was in charge of doing all the hangman signs, any of the four by four, the eight by eight signs that you see out there. That was me and the cold. And I realized really, really quickly, I'm not that great <laughs> at working with my hands. Um, but, but I really got to start interacting with some of the buyers and I got to start getting uh, really falling in love with the process and, and with, with really the product that edge delivers to buyers. Um, and so went and did my two year church commitment, came home, jumped into lending, worked for our preferred lender for, for a handful of years, um, learning the mortgage side of it just a little bit. And then I switched over in 2017 to, to sales agents. Awesome. So That's yeah, cool. kind of, I, 
a lot of the the middle jobs to get to where I'm at. Right. Well, you've seen all aspects of the home building process and home buying process, and you've on the loan side. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think I, I think for me, it's helped me understand that like it's. I think my wife tells me I'm a very optimistic person by nature. And so I, I tend to only see the good stuff, right? So I get to see that excitement of having your Christmas tree set up in your family room. And I get to see what it's like to to be able to park your car in a garage for the first time, right? I get to see some of those highlights, but I think being able to work in some of those, you get to see some of the stressors, right? We all know how, how stressful purchasing a home can be. And I think that those are some of the elements that I was able to, to get a little bit more in tune with to help me be better about helping buyers through that process. Right. So you said you were born into edge homes. Yeah. I mean, for people listening, can we, can, do you care if we go down that no, rabbit I don't, hole no, not a little bit? So, no. so your dad started edge mm-hmm. homes or your parents started, I yeah, mean, how, my, did, how did that start Yeah. My there? dad was one of the original founders back in 2008 or nine. I'm probably getting the year wrong. So yeah, hopefully nobody's going to hold you yeah. to it, man. But yeah, he was, he was one of the first, the first people in through the door. And so I remember when we would sell 40 or 50 houses in a year and like, that was, that was a really, really big celebration for us. Right. So like growing up, I mean, was there a lot of talk around the dinner table of growing up? Yeah. Growing up there was, uh, still to this day there is, it's, (laughs) that's, that's really what we do. Like there's, it's not just a job for anybody in my family. Like this is genuinely what we love to do. And I, I think that that's why if I've said it once and I'll say it again to anybody that wants to to listen, I think, I I don't know if there's a better way to buy a new construction house in the state of Utah than through edge homes. And I I think it's because of of that reason right there. Like I I've been watching jazz games with my dad at eight o'clock at night and seen him reading all of the surveys that buyers submit. I've heard him talk about the things that stress him out at, at Sunday dinner. I've, I've heard all of the things and seen all of the things that go into the backside of it that I don't think anybody will ever fully comprehend. And I think it's those, those things that have helped us become the top builder in the state in, in a short amount of time. And I really would say that you edge homes is probably at the top. I mean, you probably have the numbers. Yeah. Uh, where I do mean, you, where I mean, you yeah. Think? I mean, who's- yeah, it's, it's not super close to, like from a unit count and a unit standpoint, as far as how many, how many doors, We'll move in a year. We just got numbers back today. So far in the year, we're on track to sell a billion dollars here in the state of Utah. In, in um, the homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, we'll, we're on track to move a billion dollars worth of real estate this year. Um, How many it, homes it, is that approximately? Right. It'll be somewhere. We're at, we'll be at 600 units sold by the end of this month. So if you'll anywhere from 1,800 to 2,000 units. All right, you guys, we're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors, utahmarijuana.org. They've been a sponsor for a little while, so we appreciate you guys going out there and uh, supporting them because when you support them, you're supporting this podcast. Hey, utahmarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. Yes, guys, you heard me right. Medical marijuana is legal here in the state of Utah. And utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they're going to make getting your medical card easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. Yeah, with over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medical, excuse me, get your medicine legally. And right now they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code 
GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Take That's code GREEN25. And take advantage of that code because, I mean, not only will it save you money, but it will let them know for you're sure. a listener of the podcast. They have locations all up and down the Wasatch Front. Head on over to their website, utahmarijuana.org, and uh, find a location that's close to you. They have great blog articles online as well as their podcast. All of that information is right there on the website. So many, many thanks to utahmarijuana.org for being one of our awesome sponsors. Let's get back into that podcast episode with Boom Addicts. Thanks for listening. So you figure in the state of Utah... And, and really, like you go, going back, you said just in kind of that Lehigh, Riverton area. I mean, because, I mean, you're housing a lot of people in Utah. I mean, a, that is awesome. A, a ton. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Just the longer that I've been in this, the more and more people that come through and they're like, I've been in this. My friend has something like this. My, my I rented something like this yeah. a year or two ago. I, I've been in this product before. Like, it's, it's been really, really cool for me, at least, like I said, because I, of where I started. Uh, it's been really, really cool to see people going from not knowing who we are to to understanding what we do to to actually being familiar with the product before they even come in to purchase a house. Dude, that is awesome! It's wow. That's you know what's a, crazy about the numbers is that's a lot of homes, and still is not the demand is still higher than what the amount of homes we can crank out. Yeah, why aren't that's, you guys building more homes, there? <laughs> man? Could you get you some more materials here? If you guys can answer that question for us, we have a job for both of you. Is, is it is it labor? Is that? I mean, let's let's talk about that on the podcast here for yeah. a little bit because people are you know. They, they ask me all the time, they're like, Chris, you know, why is housing prices going up or why isn't there enough places? I mean, let's talk about the back end a little bit. Isn't there, there's just not enough people uh, for labor wise. And then, and then cost of wood, cost of cost of everything, everything has gone up absolutely crazy in the last, in the last really two years, honestly, since COVID picked up. Um, from a, from a standpoint of why we're not building more houses, just so you guys know, we edge currently has about anywhere from about three to 5,000 lots that we own, that we're ready to bring on, that we're ready to deliver to the product or to the market. We just don't have the ability to build them that quickly. So we're sitting on them, right? We're, and, and we're, we're releasing them as we can build them. Uh, massive labor constraints are combined with the fact that nobody was building really for the course of 2008 to 2012. Uh, those two facts kind of combined to the fact that we have a massive housing shortage and, and as a state, we're barely able to keep up with the constant increase that we see, let alone really jump into hitting that shortage. When do you think we'll be out of a housing shortage in Utah? Like what would take, what would it take to get us out of it? I I think that you're going to have to see legislation change just a little bit more and you're going to have to see more height and people might roll their eyes at this, but you're going to have to see more higher density communities. You're going to have to be able to see, um, more more attached product than what we are currently seeing yeah. in the state of Utah as a whole. Uh, like I said, if you go and you track, and I can get the exact numbers so you can post them when we yeah. when you throw this podcast up. Uh, but from 2010 to 2020, uh, 2019 was really the only year that we were able to hit into the deficit uh, of the housing shortage. Right, so meaning that of all the permits that were pulled versus new families that were started in the state of Utah from 2010 to 2020, 2019 was the only year where we ended up with more houses than we did families was created and it was only by about 2,500 units. Wow. If you understand the math right now, we're about 40 to 45,000 homes short across the entire state. Obviously that's not all within that 20 mile radius that we talked about earlier, but anywhere from about 60 to 75% or so of, of that shortage exists in that geographical footprint. And so it's just, it, it's, it's tough right now. And, and regardless, I, this is something that the entire nation is seeing, but I think in Utah specifically, a lot of other states are seeing this shortage happening 
but there's a couple of different factors that Utah has. And one of those is that only about 30 to 35% of that growth that we're seeing is from net migration. The rest of it is from people that uh, like me, I'm the oldest of six kids and my family wasn't the weird one in the neighborhood, right? (laughs) It's our culture. Correct. That's just like, that's who we are. We have lots of kids and, and, and not only do we have lots of kids, we have lots of kids that don't move away. Yeah. We have lots of people that stay within the state. So our retention level is insane. So it, it doesn't matter e- even if everybody was to stop moving here tomorrow, which they're not going to, uh, we still have that shortage that's going to exist going forward. Yeah, but we're having too big of families and everybody wants our kids to live next door to them. Stay very close. Right. Yeah. And that's just not able to happen. I mean, until people realize that or realize that maybe they have to move, you know, a, a little bit away from Salt Lake to save a few bucks or maybe, you know, it's... Well, and then you add on the people, the surplus of people coming into yeah. the state. I mean, I'd say what one in every four or five loans I'm doing is someone from out of state coming to Utah. Exactly. It's, and I mean, with the Lehigh area, with that prison move, I'm sure that's just going to bring in more and more families with the amount of businesses that are going to be coming in there. Yeah. That'll be an interesting one because you have the state that's going to be kind of in charge of piecing that off and right. selling that off. Mm-hmm. It'll be really, really interesting to see how much of that they, they've put towards commercial and towards businesses and mm-hmm. towards um, bringing in tax generating businesses to the right. area versus versus new residents for people. Right. So what such what sets edge homes apart from other builders? I mean, is there a couple things that sets them apart? Yeah, and I, I think it depends on what perspective you're coming from, right? You you're a real estate agent, so I yeah. think I, I can speak to that first. I, I don't think that there's a more buyer's agent friendly builder. I say that, yeah, buyer's agent friendly builder in the state than Edge right now. Currently Edge pays three percent across the board on everything. Lot cost thank you, by the purchase way. price. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's you you say thank you, but we also say thank you. Uh, we we understand that we can't do what we do without having a, a very actively involved buyer's agent community. And, and so it's been amazing to watch how the buyer's agent community has really backed with us. And it doesn't matter if it's COVID and everything's going crazy. Uh, that relationship has been absolutely huge for us and, and, and putting us in the position that we are currently in as the top builder in the state. So I think uh, there's not a... I, I sold 350 edge homes in the last two years. And I think all but 13 of those were represented by buyer's agents. 350 in just the last two years? Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> so yeah, because I so I listened to a podcast, the, the massive uh, massive agent podcast yeah, with, with, Dustin. with Dustin. Yeah, 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 another Salt Lake City guy here. Two hundred and two homes you sold in the year twenty twenty. I mean, that's ridiculous. it was fun. That, that, were it was you crazy. Busy all the time or what? Yeah, I think that's why when you ask what brings me joy, it's like seeing my family because I went about a year, year and a half without talking to them for. So it was, uh, yeah, it was it, it was a crazy year during COVID. Um, skills had to change. Uh, yeah, everything was crazy then. All right, we're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors, the Salt Lake Barber Company. They're located at 10 East, 800 South, really close to downtown there. They offer haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. They are a true community barbershop, you guys. They focus on providing the best work environment possible and allowing barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. They do take walk-ins, which I used to be a fan of doing the walk-in thing. You know, it's like, oh, when I need a haircut, just go walk in somewhere. But once I found out about guaranteed appointments, I was like, I'm, I'm hooked. We're sold. Yeah, this is great, <laughs> man. SaltLakeBarberCo.com is their website. You can go there. You select the barber you want, the services that you want, and you have a guaranteed appointment. Again, their website, SaltLakeBarberCo.com. 
Go support these guys. Go get a straight razor shave. Go get a haircut. Go get a beard trim. And let them know that you heard about them on I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And thank them for being one of our awesome sponsors. So, I mean, that's for people listening. I mean, if you think about it, just from the aspect of you helped 202 families find their, their homes. I mean, that's incredible. Get You you help some people get housing. I mean, what is that a typical year for you? No. I mean, no. What, what's a normal was, year of homes? Um, I, Like this year, I'm trying to sell somewhere between like 70 and, and 90. Which is still be, uh, crazy. Yeah. Like that, that's, I, I think that that's where I'm probably most effective. I don't know where the 202 came from. It's probably like me overcompensating, knowing where COVID was at and knowing what yeah. was happening. Like I, I wasn't going to let that stop like that. Like I, like we keep going back to that demand is still there, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a worldwide pandemic or, or if it's interest rates going up a percent and a half like that, that shortage still exists and people are still going to be buying houses. You use uh social media a lot. Yeah. Content. Yeah. And I know, I know you even mentioned you can come back another time and maybe we can delve more into that another time too. But I want to talk just a little bit about it because that's one of the biggest things I'm trying to implement more with the podcast, with my business, and even uh, talk to other local businesses on the power of creating content and the power of social media. I mean, have you found that to be helpful for your businesses, uh, social media and content creation? Yeah, a lot. And it's it's something that I think has been really I don't want to say tough because that's not the right word, but it's something that I was always in the back of my mind. It was like that homework assignment that you know you're supposed to be working on, but you're just not. And I, I never understood necessarily the value of it. I know it was kind of one of those things that I saw work for other people, but I wasn't sure if it would work for me. And I, I felt like I had the numbers like we just talked about yeah. uh, to, to justify not doing it. But I, over the last six months, I think my perspective has, has completely changed. And it, it, it all comes back to what your goal is with social media and what, what you should be trying to, to accomplish there. Um, I hated what I think social media used to be, which was like a showcase, right? Which was like a perfectly curated feed that showed off exactly what you're doing from a, from an accolade standpoint, from an accomplishment standpoint. And, and the shift that I've kind of undergone is that people now want to buy product services. Uh, They want to buy from people that they feel like they know. They want to know, like, and trust, man. Correct. Yeah. And I, I think that the shift that you're seeing is that uh, all of our parents grew up teaching us that you don't buy something off the internet. Don't put your credit card info <laughs> don't, in. Yeah, yeah. Don't, so it, it's very <laughs> true, don't, right? Don't and so, on there. Well, yeah. And so when you started to see some of these brands that were moving a lot of products start to actually do it online, most of it was done through curated feeds, right? Very polished, very clean, very... Um, the word curated, I think, is the best word to use because it almost felt like a museum of accomplishments that they were doing. Not only that, but you combine that with the amount of five-star reviews that everybody was chasing and has been chasing. And and I think all of that was done to say, listen, I, you can trust me. Even though you're buying something on the internet, Chris, you can trust me. And now the younger generation does not care. Uh, they're very confident with the idea of buying something on the internet. I don't know how many of us have been sitting... Uh, just hanging out on the couch, get hit with an Instagram ad. And three days later, you have something in, in on your front porch that you don't even remember buying. Right. <laughs> All the time. man. Yeah. yeah. And I don't so, remember buying that from and, Amazon. Correct, yeah. and, and they already have your information and it's something that's like very specific. And I think more than that, I think we all appreciate it to some sort of an extent. Yeah. When an ad comes through and you're like, it's creepy. I was literally just talking, talking about, about this, but I need it and I buy it. 
Exactly. Right? And so that, that fear has really gone from a lot of people and a lot of businesses. And so I think what you're going to start to see, and, and this is what I've been trying to get into with a lot of people is the difference between branding and advertising, right? Advertising, I think is how a lot of companies and brands have been approaching social media, but it needs to be done through branding now. And the content creation needs to be focused on who your brand is, how it interacts with the people around you, how people interact with your product and, and show a warehouse, show what it looks like to film a podcast, show what it looks like to be living in Salt Lake City on not the best day, on the day of an inversion, on on uh, on not the sexiest day because people want to be with and be around it. They want to be a part of a community with a brand that they feel like they know and they, and they I don't even want to use the word trust because I don't think that they, it's not a trust thing. And so, yeah, that's, that really has kind of been my, my shift is, is creating value, not just, not just trying to show how great I am, but, but try to create value for people. <laughs> show how great you are. Yeah. Does, uh, edge homes use a lot of social media or not really, or is it just more for you personally using yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's just been more for me, yeah. for me personally. Um, but edge homes as a business have, have you guys used much? social media or not? Yeah, really they, so they use a ton. They're super active. Okay. They, they post super regularly. They, they post about all of the releases that we have. Um, H- have you found it helpful for edge homes? Oh yeah, very much through, so through social. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, it, you're going to be hard pressed to walk in and somebody's very rarely you're going to have somebody say, Hey, I saw this on Instagram. I would like to buy this house. It could happen though. Right? It absolutely could happen. But if that's your main focus then social media will probably never work for you. Right. It, but if, if, if your goal is to help people get a vision of what their house can potentially look like if they build a home through you, there's not a better way to do it on social media to help them start painting that vision of what it could be for them. And so that's what will get them into the doors where they can meet at a lovely sales agent. They can say, okay, let me help you figure out what your vision looks like and let's start helping you accomplish that. What's your favorite like uh, channel, I guess, on social media? Like do you use Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of everything, I guess. Uh, Facebook is, is really huge. Cause I think that that's, that's kind of become like a sounding board for a lot of people. Instagram, I think has become a, an unbelievable source of information and like a place that you can give value with, without expecting necessarily anything in return. I think TikTok is, is honestly the way of the future as, as like cheesy and goofy as that is to say, most people are surprised when I say that, I think they had a billion something downloads last year. So it's not just 16 and 17 year old kids that are downloading Mm -hmm. it. It's 40 year old professionals. And I think a lot of people are realizing that TikTok is a, it's going to stick around and B it's not just like you said, for, for preteens, I guess, you know, at first I think it was, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, if, I've got, but if you there. look like yeah. that's, that's Gary V talks about it a lot, but that's kind of how it goes, right? You have the, the early adopters, which are usually the younger people that kind of see the vision and see the value there. And, and I think that we're still in that transition phase, like what kind of what Instagram went through, I would say in like 2013, 2014 to where all of a sudden people are like, Oh, okay. Like I probably need to jump on this from Facebook. Right. We're, we're still early. So if you have anybody that's listening, that's wanted to, that feels like they missed that wave on Instagram, I think you still have another shot with TikTok for another year, maybe two years before it's widely adopted. Now, are you on TikTok? Uh-huh. What's your uh, handle on TikTok? Boom Addicts. Boom, is that, I think that's, that's across it. the whole board on everything. Uh, the Boom Addicts on Instagram. Cause some, okay. somebody stole mine on Instagram. <laughs> awesome. And they won't respond to any DMs. So of course that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So Mad Cash Media, is it for business owners, agents? Like who is it that, who is it for? 
It, it's for people that feel like they have not had a ton of great positive options out there as far as content creation towards branding. Cool. Um, I think that there's this new wave of creators that are going to be coming up that are unbelievable with a camera. If you look at it, kind of how I was raised, right? A lot of this Instagram, Facebook, TikTok stuff, we were consumers of content. We, we weren't that great at producing it, but there's this entire new generation that's up and coming that is phenomenal at producing it. Those are the kids that we go out and hire um, and, and put them in front of businesses and professionals. And and the the content that they have been creating is just absolutely fantastic. So a local business could hire you then? Yeah, to if create, they wanted to. Okay, I guess I didn't yeah. realize that. That's all. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. do you work with a lot of local businesses then right now? <laughs> We've started to, yeah. And originally when I started, it was, it was more just to help with my own content creation. But the more and more people that... that started to see what I was doing with it have become really, really excited. And so, yeah, now we're helping a couple of real estate teams, a couple of restaurants in the area, custom sneaker people, like uh, kind of across the board, it's been really, really cool to see uh, the different people, right? And it's almost just giving them the tools and saying, okay, you have a brand, you have a message, you know the direction that you want to take your brand and message. You just lack the ability to create the content rather than, than taking the next three to four years to try to learn that. Let me put you in front of a whole bunch of kids that are absolutely phenomenal at what they do from a creation standpoint. Let them help you get your brand and your message out there. That's awesome. Where would they like, where would listeners go to find out more about that stuff? Instagram's probably going to be your best okay. bet. Like I said, it wasn't, uh, this is something that my wife has kind of taken over. Cause like, I still very oh, wow. much love the real estate side. Like I'm still actively selling every day. Um, and so it's something new, I would say, like in the last 90 to 120 days that, that this has actually kind of started to take off. So go on Instagram, Mad Cash Media and, and, and DM us and we're, we're more than happy to reach out and, and start putting together some content for you. Very cool. Very cool. Because I know there's a lot of uh, local businesses that are, you know, they listen to the show and they're always looking for um, people to help with their social media because a lot of them, you know, you get busy with your work. You don't have a lot of time to do that yourself. So. Well, specifically those are the brands and those are the companies that we really enjoy working with. If, yeah. if your goal is to be an influencer, if your goal is to sell out and start like uh, being a quote unquote Instagram influencer, those aren't the people that I want to work with or that we want to work with as a company. Yeah, Our bread and butter, I think will always be the brands and the companies, like I just said, the brands and the companies that have a message, they just lack the ability to create the content to put it out. Hmm. Those are the people that I want to work with that that have that have a brand, that have a clearly distinct message that they want to get out. They just lack that ability to create it. We have um, some Salt Lake City related questions that Let's we ask it. everybody that comes through here, Boo. So of course, we got to ask you, we have family and friends that visit us, right? They come from out of state, maybe, and they're like, they're in town for the weekend. They're like, give me the tour. Give me a tour of the area. Give me a tour of Salt Lake. Where's like a couple places you take them to, to show them off. And let me give you a few ideas and examples. I mean, some people say, you know, the great Salt Lake. Some people say the the Mormon temple. Some people say, you know, just downtown. I don't know. Do you have a few favorite areas or places you like to take people and show off the area to? Um, I, for me, there is a very unique feeling I think that comes from being in nature and having that feeling of someone yeah. being lost okay, and, and feeling like you are in the mountains. And I think it's very, very easy to do in Utah. Oh, very and, easy. And yeah. so I, that would probably be my go-to move is taking somebody American Fort Canyon. I grew up in Highland. Yeah. And so going up American Fort Canyon and, and just getting that feeling of like looking around, seeing nobody, hearing nothing and just being in the mountains, like, okay, like I am, 
out here just a little bit, I think that there's a very grounding feeling that comes with that. And so that's, that's usually my go-to move. That's where I took my wife on our first date. Like that's kind of across the board. Yeah. That's really my only move I would say. So <laughs> especially if you can go up there with a razor, right? <laughs> with really with anything. I mean, horses, Jeeps, right. like whatever it is that you have just going and, and, and getting into the mountains, I think is something, especially if people are coming from out of state that is so, I think that if you're from here, you forget that that's not a normal thing mm-hmm. for people to experience. Oh, dude, anytime an out of, out of towner comes in, these mountains are ridiculous. And we're just like, oh, we look at them yeah. every day. And how right? close they are. I mean, it's yeah. a 20 minute drive for most people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that would probably be my go to move. Uh, so do you get out and hike much and, and do all that? I mean, no, f- I'm not much for hiking. I'm yeah. Not, I'd rather try to go fast. I'd, I'm not <laughs> trying to be like exhausted after a weekend. <laughs> What about like one or two favorite local eating spots, like a place uh, you like to go eat, whether that's breakfast, lunch, dinner? I mean, is it um, Yeah, so a little, yeah. little shameless plugs. Uh, some of the restaurants that we've been creating content for are, are ran by a local guy named Michael McHenry. If you guys oh, yeah, know I he know. Is. He's been on the show a couple of times. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Michael, Michael's a good friend. So we've started creating content for his three restaurants that he has here, Ginger Street, Sunday's Best, and Oakwood okay. and Draper. Um, so I've been able to eat there quite a few times recently and I, I love the, the, the uniqueness I think that comes from those restaurants. So little shameless plug, I'd say any of those three places, you won't be disappointed if you go. No, you won't be disappointed at all. I mean, uh, yeah, good food, good food. What would you change about Salt Lake city or the area if you could besides more housing? Yeah, that's that was, that was what was going to be my answer was, was, uh, more housing. Yeah. More housing. Um, oh, that could be your answer, I guess. I, it, you know. yeah, I think that that right now is like what makes my heart hurt the most in, in Utah is like seeing people get priced out, seeing people have to change their budget. And, and I, I'm still happy to help however we can, but like I, I, Utah is changing. Utah is changing. And, and if there was anything that we could do to, to deliver more units to the state, to help more people feel comfortable about where they're living, that would be massive right now. It's making me nervous the way Utah is growing, but I feel like they haven't learned, they, they don't know where to expand to though. Like that's, what's making me nervous. I mean, just the fact that everything was built just along I-15, it's like, well, what about East to West there? You know, there's, we, we need to uh, spread out a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be some of the changes that you start to see yeah. um, in the state, right? Like growing up for me, I grew up in Highland, lovely area. I can't afford to live there now. Oh yeah, man. Right? So you have to move West. Um, but that's what you're going to have to start to see. And I think that that's what the change in Utah that you're going to see, especially from people that were born and raised here. Like I was, you're going to have to start to see what they expect their home to be as they're growing up. You're going to have to see that start to change. You're going to have to start to see that, you know what, a 15 minute commute to your office is not a normal thing. It was in Utah 15 years ago. It's not going to be moving forward. And like you said earlier, when you have these out of state buyers that are coming in, I, I show them Eagle mountain and they're super, super excited because it's only a 25 minute drive to Lehigh. Yeah, again, because they're out of state and they're used to it. I mean, they come from so California they're, yeah, they're or the East big, Coast. Or yeah, they're getting a big lot. They're getting a big house, and it's and it's for under a million dollars. And it's a twenty five minute drive to their office, it, thirty with traffic, which in Utah we we scoff at and we get frustrated with. But but people that are coming from out of state are like, this is this is the dream, right? For them, they feel like they've died and gone to heaven. And I think that's going to be the paradigm shift that we start to see native Utahns really have to go go through in the next five to 10 years, as, as prices continue to go up, uh, what our expectations are for our living situation is going to have to adjust with that. And I think you hit the nail in the head right there. Prices are just going to keep going up. 
you know, people, they think, oh, they're going to come down or we're just in some bubble or this or that. It's like, well, no, unfortunately, we've hit California prices here. You know, that's that's the nature of the beast, I think. But uh, And that shortage is still there and it's yeah, not going away. Yeah. What's, uh, I mean, what's in store for you? What's in store for Edge in the next, the rest of the year? I don't know. Anything, anything, why we kind of wrap this podcast episode up a little bit? Anything coming up that you want to share or promote or yeah we're gonna have more communities coming online we're gonna expand that a little bit more outside of our footprint to try to help with some of the shortage so i think you'll start to see us um looking south looking west looking east kind of looking anywhere that we possibly can and 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 maybe some of these areas like what eagle mountain used to feel like uh, to try to stay ahead and to try to deliver a product that feels affordable to people. Um, so I, I think that you'll start to see us breaking away from like what our little footprint has been for the last couple of years and, and expand just a little bit more. And I, I, I'm really excited to see the product that we can deliver and, and the price points that we're able to deliver that product at. Well, I'm excited to see yeah. what you guys can oh, come up sure. with. Yeah. I, I think it'll be great. How can people connect with you, listeners of the show? I know we've talked a little bit about some of your social media outlets and stuff, but let's run down the list again for some of the best ways. Yeah, it, uh, Instagram was, is probably like the best way to reach out to me online. If you're a real estate agent that has buyers and you feel like you're, you're struggling to find places for them, I don't think that there's a better way for for you to put buyers into a home than through us right now. So even if it's not me, reach out to some edge agent and and make sure that you have a relationship there. Because I, I like I said, I think that's the best way to sell or to help a buyer find a house right now. So Instagram is great. Um, and, and what are you on? I know you said it once. The Boom B O O M A D D O X. Yep. Okay. Okay. Go connect in. in- Send a message. Say, hey, Please I heard do. you on I Am Salt Lake. No, I would love that. Yeah, I love, I, I try to answer any DMs that I get. Like I'm not, uh, yeah, I still love what I do and I still love interacting with people, especially if they want to talk about real estate. Perfect. Anything you want to ask him before we let him go, TJ? No, thanks for coming on, Boo. Appreciate it, guys. It was a lot of fun. Any, any final words or thoughts or anything you want to add before we wrap this episode up? House prices aren't going down. <laughs> exactly. I love it. There you go. Thank you so much, man. We'll bring you back uh, on soon and we'll catch up and, and talk about more things. I always tell people, you know, there's always time to talk down the road. So let's do it. Looking forward to it, guys. Awesome. All right. Many thanks to Boom Addicts for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. Hit him up on Instagram. Let him know you heard him about him on I Am Salt Lake. You know, I always tell people that after you listen to an episode, hit him up, let him know you heard him on this podcast and, uh, then they're like, oh, wow, I should, I should probably go back on that podcast. Oh, for sure. And if you thought this was super beneficial, like for the you know, growth in here in Utah, send it to a friend if they have questions about it. Hey, and if you're looking to move into a bigger house, if you're looking to move across town or maybe you're working from home, hit me up. I'd love to uh, show you around and show you what homes are available in the area and, and maybe get you into a new home. Oh, for sure. If you have questions about what you can afford, contact me and we can, you know, run a pre-approval, see what, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't have to be hard necessarily. You know, you can be a quick phone call just to see, you know, where you, where you stand income wise and where you, what you are comfortable with spending. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you, TJ? Yeah, you guys can uh, give me a call or text at 801-694-1733 or uh, shoot, me, shoot me an email at tj at myccmortgage.com. Give me a call, shoot me a text. Even if you're not looking to buy a home, I just want to talk to the listeners too. Give me oh, a call, sure. 801-244-2908. I'd love to uh, get a random text from you guys and say, hey, even if you just like listening to the podcast, shoot me a text and say hello. So. Awesome. Anyway, subscribe in your favorite podcast outlet. We're here every week with a brand new episode showcasing someone or something in Salt Lake City. So uh, however you listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. But you guys have a great week. 
get out and enjoy the city. For sure. We'll see you next week.